Welcome to Raising Hail, the podcast nobody asked for but everyone needs by best friends turned partners turned parents. I'm Samantha McKinnon. And I'm Brandon Hale. And we're on a mission to remind you that no one has their shit together. Join us each week to get unsolicited advice from two non-experts on things we all go through. Think about this as your one-stop shop for raw, approachable, and sometimes uncomfortable takes on parenting, love, and life. We do not know what we're doing, and we want you along for the ride. Welcome <laughs> to this episode of Raising Hail. Thank episode you for reminding me. Yeah, it is at number 10. We made it. Double digits. Baby, high five. Too slow. Oh, you missed. Mm, I don't Let's miss. do it again. Snail. I knew you. That was terrible, snail. That was like a whale. <laughs> You're a whale. Pardon? <laughs> Welcome back, friends. Welcome back. We are excited to be here. Let me tell you, uh, we are not sure what this episode is going to be like because, frankly, the whole like Brandon being back at school situation is uh, throwing us for a loop. It's thrown us for a loop, frankly. I mean, we weren't great at staying on top of this as it was, so it was like something we did at the eleventh hour always. We're in the ninth hour. We're ahead of the game. Right, we're a day ahead of the game. Right, uh, but we don't know what we're talking about because. <laughs> I have a list of topics uh, that I, you know, thought, okay, we worked through these. Like we could, we could podcast for a year weekly uh, with all the topics. And the problem is, is that I do not have right now the capacity to, you know, create the outlines and the talking points and all of the things because uh, work has been really busy for me and Colton is now on been the really move. really busy for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we had... Uh, hopes. Yeah, we we did, uh, and we are not really achieving them, but uh, we're doing our best. Which hey, we're keeping podcasts on the board, a new one each week. <laughs> Whether it's any good or not is a whole other story. We'll let the people decide. You look like the under your eye is swollen. Is it? Because it's dry. You yes! Yeah. What is that? Maybe my eczema's made it to my eyeballs. Oh my god, that's terrible. There's a little bit here too. It's like swollen. Like yeah. it's bumpy. Yeah. It looks like a, a, like, a, like a reptile. I'm a little lithered. A little <laughs> fluttery snake. I can't even look at you. Okay, I'll just look down. <laughs> Okay, so um, let's set the expectation. We are simply doing a little bit of like a recap, a little bit of a shoot the shit moment. Um, you and I have not talked in like several days. Uh, so here we are. Yeah, pretty much since Sunday. So welcome. That's the intro. Okay, next. Well, thanks. <laughs> I appreciate your hospitality. <laughs> Anytime. Uh, let's talk about school and the new routines and how things are going. How are your studies? Are you the top of your class? Um, well, it's just been lectures so far, so there's not a whole lot of uh, grading topping available. Oh, mm -hmm. but like quite the uh, margarita pizza. What does that mean? Very plain. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> very boring. I love a margarita pizza. So. Yeah, that explains a lot about you. Okay, I feel like you could look around the room though and be like. Am I on it or am I off it? 
like a cracker no like <laughs> are you gonna be at, like the best in the class or are you not like you can look around and kind of figure that out by I looking at around i haven't even looked another person in my class in the eye have, i was gonna ask you if you've actually talked to anybody no. yet. no you've attended three sessions now and i haven't talked to a single person that says a lot about you as a person i have zero interest and getting to know anybody there. I'm sure eventually I'll end up talking to somebody. Yeah, well, it's like a long like, four months. I'm not going there to befriend anybody. That's pretty rude. Your next best friend could be sitting in that classroom and you're not giving anybody the time you of day. You know what? I thought that was going to happen. I made three really good friends out of Union School. Uh-huh. Where are they now? Like the rest of your friends, because for some reason, and I can't quite put my finger on it, and probably is something should be studied, um like the rest of your friends all you do is send videos and memes to each other all day long and pretend like you actually have any sort of connection with one another confirm or deny confirm he rolls his eyes i don't know do you we not don't need that connection that you need <laughs> listen laughing and bonding upon an instagram meme or video is all we need were you occasional not, hangout. i was i was gonna say were you not just like a few moments ago before we started recording this cracking off about how one of your friends doesn't talk to you none of my friends talk to me and you don't find that a little peculiar I was well, like, well, obviously it's a me problem so <laughs> you're the common denominator <laughs> <laughs> okay well good so mm -hmm. School mm -hmm. is lectures, mm -hmm. zero socializing, mm -hmm. like not even opening the door to socializing. Well, I mean, I'm not there to socialize. I'm there to get my freaking license. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, I guess, a good and a bad attitude all in one. Well, this whole thing is just bitter. Oh, okay. I mean, I had to go outside the union hall. Okay. And So explain to... that because not everybody understands what that means. Well, as if you were to let me speak. Sorry. Okay. I'm a part of a union, Local 787. Shout out, non-spons. No. No shout out because it's, I'm very bitter with them. Oh, did they respond to your email? No, they haven't. Oh, that might even be worse. Yeah. Okay, continue. So I was trying to get into the union hall and the waiting list was like a year long. To the program that they run there. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. And I don't have a year. I have like eight months. Actually, maybe I have a year, but I don't have a year. So Because we're not waiting till the 11th hour on yes, this. Yes, not on this one. Most things we do, but not on this one. And so in the union, we pay into a training fund. So if there's ever any training that we need to do, typically it's either covered or at a reduced cost. Mm -hmm. So this one would have been at a reduced cost, maybe $1,000 cheaper, maybe. I don't know. Okay. And so if I was to go outside of the union to a reputable company that would uh, uh, um, facilitate the course. Yes. Yeah. They would, uh, what's the word that they use? Embursary? A bursary. A bursary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I applied for it, I assume. I sent an email, a really nice email. I wasn't nasty. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, basically just explaining that I had to take my training elsewhere because obviously the union hall wasn't uh, available. Right. 
Well, because and the I was emailing them multiple times, and they never got back to me. Okay, I'm not. I wasn't even going to bash them. What I was going to say is that the reason that you need to get on this is because this is like the caveat of you hopefully getting a promotion, Mm -hmm. and so the idea of waiting till their you know wait list has opened up. Yeah. Um, means that you could potentially lose out on this promotion opportunity. Potentially, yeah. I mean, it would be a very, very likely that would be the case. Mm-hmm. Because I still would need a senior gas technician mm-hmm. available for me. Right. And, like, not that this is, like, a guaranteed no, thing regardless. Not at all, but, but at this least it gives is, me the option yeah, to apply for it. Right. So they haven't responded about the bursary is what you're telling me. No. They responded saying that they never received any of my emails that I sent. And conveniently, they only received the one regarding me asking for money. (laughs) And so I had to send them all the information on the course that I'm taking so that they can basically do their due diligence and say, yes, that's a reputable source. Here's your $2. I'm hoping it's more than $2. I think it's like 300 bucks. Like for the betterment of our family, if it could be like more than $2, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So it's a pain in the ass because of that whole situation. Any other takeaways from this whole ordeal? Being the union? Or no, being, being school? the school, the whole school. Well, Halloween falls on a Monday. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to be able to see your outfit. <laughs> I I am not wearing an outfit. You're not wearing. You're going in your birthday suit. <laughs> okay, so I'll be wearing literally uh, leggings and a sweater. <laughs> no, I like- I'll. Um, I will probably be missing Colton's uh, Halloween outing, but I'm going to do my best to at least come and get him dressed. Oh, okay, that's news to me. Good to know. Is it? Oh, damn. Maybe I should have kept that from you. Well, I wouldn't probably have been here because I already have a plan, so we should probably <laughs> take this offline. <laughs> I'll text you. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> okay, cool. So, yeah, that sucks the bag for mm-hmm. sure. But the good news is, is he's not, like, really trick-or-treating, and he will never remember that this happened. No. But we try the costume on him, and he does look V cute. Uh, like brings a tear to my eye. V cute. <laughs> so um, keep your eyes open for the. Um, well, I guess we won't be posting that on the podcast Instagram. No. But that'll probably be going on the. Raise a little hail. Which is a private account for trusted friends and family only, because there's a lot of creepers on the internet. Mm-hmm. So if you're a creeper, steer clear. <laughs> Anywho, stay tuned for the costume reveal. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do like family costumes, which I admire uh, and do not have the capacity for. <laughs> <laughs> I don't honestly like dressing up, frankly. I did, obviously, when I was younger, but I think I stopped. Excuse me, grade nine maybe was my last year. Really? I don't remember when mine was. I didn't honestly love trick-or-treating. No, I don't think it was grade nine. 
But what I can tell you is that I was a big proponent for homemade costumes. One time I went as a robot. And really? I made a box with tinfoil and the arms were like duct work. Like Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> um, My uh I went as uh Ash Ketchum. Oh, the Pikachu guy. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure my mom stole my dad's jean jacket and like ripped the sleeves off of it. Wow. I know, eh? You really like took it all the way with that one. Hmm. Uh, I dressed up as my dad one year. <laughs> <laughs> like a construction worker? Like or I like wore... your dad? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so a construction worker. Yeah, I wasn't wearing like like um painters pants like painter pants jeans you know with all the different pockets okay uh and new balance that was not the vibe the vibe <laughs> was coveralls with a hard hat and a tool belt mm. uh I, you know what it was i don't know i was going through this kick when i was a kid that i like only made costumes i did not like buying costumes i don't know if it was like you made it yours too at the same time right like Anybody could go buy a robot costume or a construction worker's costume, but yours is more specific to what you envisioned it to be. You know what I actually am realizing as I'm talking about this, and this was probably something that I like just like pushed way deep down, but the idea of like trying costumes on as like a preteen, like like late adolescence preteen kid who like I was the kid who went from the i don't know like to whatever 12 or 14 kids size and to like 8 10 women size like i was never like a size zero or a two or a four and so i feel like that was like a weird time for me because i didn't fit in the kids costumes but the adult costumes that i should fit in i didn't really fit in either because i had like you know an hourglass figure <laughs> <laughs> at like 12. You know so what I mean? you, fe you felt like you shouldn't? No, I felt them? like I didn't like trying them on. Mm. I hated, at that time in my life, I hated shopping for clothes. For sure. Mm. So yeah, I'm not surprised that I would rather just like make something. Especially mm -hmm. like literally out of a box that you wouldn't even see my body. <laughs> <laughs> just put ductwork on myself. Yeah. But there's, I mean, yeah, we went as a few different things. But I don't, I don't love dressing up. I don't love costume parties. I'll go to them. And I don't like dressing up either. I'm very much so like a sweatpants and a sweatshirt <laughs> kind of guy. I'm not talking about <laughs> dressing up like looking presentable, but that's fine. Jeans is getting dressed up for me. Yeah, we know. We know. So how do you actually feel about the whole missing of Halloween situation? Well, since he's not like trick-or-treating. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, he didn't pick his costume. <laughs> we picked his costume, so. And it wasn't even our first pick, which is a, a little bit of a bummer, honestly. Yeah, one year, he'll be that. I mean, we could certainly. No. Oh, okay. So it's a surprise. Some people know. I've already told them. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it is a bummer because it's his first. Yeah. Technically. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like. Doesn't really count. I mean, it counts, but like. I'll take the pictures for you. Don't worry. You're going to crop me in there? It's <laughs> <laughs> Photoshop. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that's a, not, not really a great update all around. It had like a, a little bit of a depressing vibe to it. 
from the non-socializing and the no money payment and the not being here for Halloween, all in all, it's coming up terrible. <laughs> Welcome to being an adult with a child. Take uh, 10. You have another update for us regarding your surgery or shall lock I say, thereof. yeah, lock thereof. Continue. Continue. Well, surprisingly, the doctor did not want to do surgery. And I say surprisingly because I would assume like the more surgeries he does, the more he gets paid. Ah. Being in Canada. Right. So but, that's how you know he's like seriously doesn't want to do it. Yeah. Hmm. Like I don't. So he made it very clear multiple times when I had the conversation with him that the risk is not worth the reward in this case because he treats the apnea side of it mm -hmm. and not the other side effects, not effects, uh, not symptoms, but like maybe side effects. It, I mean, causes. It, yeah, sure. So like the fact that like food gets stuck on my epiglottis, like bananas. Yeah. Meeting, and I have to like cough it up. Like, then, like you have a hairball. Like, essentially. Like yes. picture a cat yeah. coughing up a hairball. Like, I hear that probably once a day at a minimum. Most times, like first thing in the morning. Yeah. Um, that um, the sensation of somebody like pushing their finger into my esophagus 24-7 mm. is not fun. Mm -hmm. um, the fact that my, I mean, when, when they put me to sleep and they did the scope, they found that the epiglottis does collapse when... I fall asleep mm -hmm. and relax, closing off my airway. But he said that the state that my apnea is in, being a very mild state, says a 10-year-old uh, sleep study that I did. <laughs> You're not bitter. <laughs> um, that the apnea is not bad enough to... Warrant actually doing the surgery. Yeah, yeah. So, so I don't know what the risks are, though. I, I didn't even ask him. I was so bitter. I was so <laughs> pissed at him. I was like, man, like I've been waiting for three years to get this far. And you're going to tell me that like, we can't take it any farther? That's the end of the road. Sorry. Yeah. So. Well, with that being said, though. You, go for another study. Yeah, you're going to try to go get this new sleep test done. And the other thing that you talked about is like more closely monitoring the apnea symptoms? It's kind of hard to monitor your apnea symptoms when you're like asleep when they happen. So another thing that I have to do. <laughs> no. Well, what are you gonna be able to hear? Are you snoring? Well, snoring is not apnea. Oh, okay. So we're um, at a dead end. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully the new sleep study will give a little bit more yeah, I might just beg him to just do the surgery. <laughs> Please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it would be interesting to know what the actual risks that he were <laughs> he was talking about were yeah. uh, before that, but I guess. I don't even remember what he called the surgery. I'm the worst when it comes to retaining information. Yeah, can confirm. So, basically, that update is a non-update also. Well, we know what happened. What happens when I sleep. 
Mm-hmm. But we kind of knew that happened already. So this well, just confirms. Well, it was confirms. an assumption. Yeah. Like the fact that my epiglottis was perpendicular to my esophagus mm-hmm. could have just been the way it developed over years and it's just now been a bother. But that's not the case. It has fallen. You do have one final update for us uh, regarding your back injury. Oh, well, that is what it is. <laughs> well, I mean, what am I going to say? Hurt my back last week. Interestingly, you hurt your back in the same spot that I also have chronic back pain. So what you're saying is I need to find a remedy. What you're saying is... Um, or you just tell me to stop being a little bitch. <laughs> well, it's interesting because you have been very audibly complaining. Um, and I don't complain about my back. And I, my back hurts like basically all day, every day. And I don't know if it's just because I'm used to it or if you're just being a whiny ass bitch. But either way. That's rude. <laughs> but maybe I am a whiny ass bitch. So what? <laughs> Get used to it. Uh, I would also like to point out that none of your updates were good. Like, literally none. Yeah, life's been shit. That's terrible. Mm. Do you have anything good to say? No, my updates aren't good either. No. Uh, well, <laughs> speaking about bodily issues, I require orthodontics. Mm. Uh, allegedly. <laughs> it makes me laugh because the way they described it is as if you have two options <laughs> the, the options the, the options are get braces or like my teeth are going to turn into like non-existent stumps like those are basically the options that they've given me for teeth like i don't <laughs> I have little jelly beans they're telling me I have a heavy bite, quote unquote, heavy bite. I don't know what that, like, I'm obviously, I'm not an orthodontist. Maybe that's why I can hear you chew, even with your mouth closed. Oh my God. Anyway, <laughs> this is not about you. You talked for the first, like, however long. This is about me now. Back to my braces. So I guess because of this in the front of my mouth is like wear and tear on my teeth and they like are slowly chipping away is that the uh what is that called enamel and the enamel is like the the coating of the tooth mm. so i don't maybe you past that maybe like, yeah i've like worn away the, no more. yeah mm. I, i'm not sure i i honestly have no idea i'm clearly not an expert um but they do want me to pay sixty five hundred dollars for invisalign and or braces and how much are dentures, though? <laughs> I know, like, let's just cut to the chase. If I'm going to have stumps, maybe we just, you know, get, like, cut to the chase. You know? That's what I said. But here's the thing that kills me. And I'm not going to I'm not gonna tell you the dentist because I don't want to shame them. <laughs> <laughs> they were so nonchalant about, like handing me this quote for sixty five hundred dollars okay probably like not the most that they've handed somebody but regardless it was like here you go and 
If you can't pay all of it up front, we also do 12 monthly payments and you can put down a deposit to make your 12 monthly payments less. But if you do pay in full, we'll give you $300 off. And I was like, get fucked. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? She hands me this quote and she's like, so like, let me know and we'll book you in for the Invisalign scan. And I was like, I'm going to have to pull a bank job first to <laughs> literally be able to afford this. Some feet pics. <laughs> like, like seven grand. Because I'm sure that didn't include tax. Seven grand. Or they'll slip something else in there. Because everybody always does. But here's what the thing, right? It was like this fear-mongering tactic. It was like, you probably should get these or you're not going to have teeth eventually. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, this kind of wear and tear for a 30-year-old is a little alarming. And that could, it could be totally valid, right? Like, obviously, I'm not an expert. But to then follow that up with, like, this $7,000 invoice quote sorry and just be like so let us know when we can book you in it's like let me go take out a line of credit for these literal braces you know what you need to do tell me you need to look at photos of the past every year the teeth are chipping this is a hundred percent true yeah but at what rate at a microscopic rate okay so I like think. if you can make <laughs> it to like 50 and then just get dentures then you're fine i don't know that i want dentures though honestly you but you don't think that you're ever gonna need dentures i don't know you have soft teeth you have soft teeth do i i don't know but don't, <laughs> don't, don't pick on my teeth <laughs> we're talking about your teeth right now so but here's a funny thing right the dentist is like aesthetically you have a beautiful smile and i was like thank you she goes it's crumbling <laughs> <laughs> in case you didn't notice lady so are we <laughs> like, but because obviously, too, we take this in the context of our literal life. The fact that you had to pay out of pocket for the school because you didn't get to go to the union. So mm -hmm. we've got that happening. The fact that I'm, you know, I'm, I took a pseudo mat leave and now am like partially back at work, but definitely not at full capacity. And we've, you know, added this extra expense of child rearing. Like all of these things, certainly you wrap your head around going through the process. But then like the car broke down. Everything. Like, it's just been the domino effect of the century. Like, literally, 2022 is not a money year for us. <laughs> but it is character building. <laughs> it seems like 2022 has lasted longer than the whole pandemic. But we are doing our best to just keep thriving. Our noses are above water. <laughs> <laughs> I literally was listening to that, like, chime secret sound thing on the radio on the way to Starbucks today. Yeah. And I was like, man. What's it at now? 20, 10, 10, 10, almost $11,000. And I was like, if I could get this, whatever this, whatever this noise is, I could pay for my braces. <laughs> uh, or we could, you know, pay off all the other things. <laughs> but don't you care about my crumbling teeth? <laughs> but do, does, uh, no, OHIP doesn't carry, count, uh, I don't want to cover anything for dentists, do they? No. Do my benefits cover dentures? I'm like, not skipping right to the... Are all of your teeth falling apart or just the front two? Like, can we just get the front two? <laughs> I'm not skipping right to dentures. So we're going to have to figure it out. What if you just wear a mouth guard the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the sympathy that you're exhibiting for me and the situation that I'm dealing with right now. There's zero sympathy. I I know. Yeah. I was very sarcastic. 
Get your foot off of my knee. I'm reaching out. Well, don't. Next. <laughs> <laughs> the so, teeth look fine. Thank you. <laughs> they look fine. They're crumbling on the inside. <laughs> like, it is hysterical. Well, until, like, a chunk comes off. There is on this one. No, that's not a chunk. I can't even see it. Oh, I can feel it. Congratulations. Okay, regardless. It, like, like it is hysterical to me that, like, this year, this year has been <laughs> great in a lot of ways and really questionable in a lot of ways. And, like, the cherry on top of all of this. No, Charlie came after this whole thing started. Oh, because you were Charlie saying she's bad luck. luck? When you did that, I thought there was literally somebody standing <laughs> behind me because the look on your face looked like so I was about to be murdered. No. So don't maybe do that again. <sighs> don't. <laughs> like, it looked like you were having a premonition. <laughs> you know what it looked like? That's so Raven. Oh, yeah. Seeing into the future. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, I just think the things keep happening and it was like so comical to me that like check out not only do the benefits not cover the full appointment right? so i have to pay like 20 bucks out of pocket i'm like are you serious are you serious <laughs> then she slides a seven thousand dollar quote across the table let me know when we can book you for this game and i was like i was i laughed i was like yeah i'll let you know bye when i'm 60 and i've saved up enough money i just couldn't help but to laugh so if I have any long lost relatives that would like to write me into their will. We'll start a GoFundMe. <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> For your braces. Please support Sam's crumbling teeth. Oh uh, my god. I know. It's ridiculous. Do you support adults with braces? If so, <laughs> click here. I like adults with the braces. I mean it happens. I just was making fun of a cop with braces like two weeks ago and this is karma. Yep. I know. I know. Well, that guy looked like he was 14, actually, but regardless. Yeah. And nevertheless, we persist. Nevertheless. Okay. So, that's really the, the updates that we have, and we're sorry that none of them were good. <laughs> but, I know, I'm getting to that. You don't have to show it to me. It's on my list. Okay. But it's sorry. not an update. Well, I guess it's an update. Let us introduce you to something called the Fair Play Deck, okay? So I have been hearing about this. I read a lot of different articles, blogs, publications online. It's kind of like my newspaper. Like people are like dedicated newspaper readers. I'm like dedicated blog reader. And I came across this Fair Play Deck and book uh, a while ago, actually. And something just like I, I wanted to pull the trigger on on this. So I actually had an Audible credit, and I got the 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 Audible um, audio book for the Fair Play book, and I've been listening to it. And I also ordered the Fair Play deck, which is a deck of a hundred cards, um, each with different tasks and all this sorts of stuff that you use to kind of even the domestic load playing field uh so i did want to share like a quick little snippet from the fair play website to kind of give people a little taste into what this is so it says this and this is from eve rodsky it started with the shit i do list 
Tired of being the she-fault parent responsible for all aspects of her busy household, Eve Rodsky counted up all of the unpaid, invisible work she was doing for her family and then sent that list to her husband asking for things to change. His response was underwhelming. Rodsky realized that simply identifying the issue of unequal labor on the home front wasn't enough. She needed a solution to this universal problem. Her sanity, identity, career, and marriage depended on it. The result is fair play, a time and anxiety saving system that offers couples a completely new way to divvy up domestic responsibilities. Rotsky interviewed more than 500 men and women from all walks of life to figure out what the invisible work in a family actually entails and how to get it all done efficiently. With four easy to follow rules, a hundred household tasks, and a figurative card game you play with your partner, Fair Play helps you prioritize what's important to your family and who should take the lead on every chore from laundry to homework to dinner. Winning this game means rebalancing your home life, reigniting your relationship with your significant other, and reclaiming your unicorn space, as in the time to develop the skills and passions that keep you interested and interesting. Reigniting your relationship, eh? Oh my god. No, because I'm not like that. What do you mean? Well, we'll talk about this and I won't get offended if you do more things than I do. You know I do more things than you do. Okay. You literally went through that. How many... I know. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) So... What I'm saying is is that I know you're not doing this to say... You suck. Like to one-up me. Yeah, right. No, it's like... this to say... Quite possibly to say, hey, I need a hand. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And you know what? I, it's funny. Like, I got this less about... Um, how do I word this? So I've, like I said, been listening to this book. And she references a lot of the, like, interviews and conversations that she had with friends, with people that she, you know, did all these this sort of research with. And a lot of people, you know, women especially, answering these questions like do quite literally everything like from you know let's just take dinners for example they do the meal planning and the grocery shopping and the meal prep and then they do the dishes and then they make the lunches for the next day and you know they they're like they're responsible for every aspect of everything um and so that was like most certainly not the circumstance in my life but it part of what they talk about is this idea of this like invisible labor or this like mental load that women's typically carry um, in marriages, in relationships. And I realized that, you know, and and maybe as like shitty, shallow, arrogant as this sounds, like I do a lot that goes unnoticed. And because it's like silently happening or like happening when nobody's around, like it's not a at least in my opinion is not something that is like actively appreciated you know so it's like this the idea of why i sort of brought this into the fold for us was number one i thought it would be a really good podcast episode <laughs> to kind of go through it a little bit but number two because uh you know one of the the statistics that rodsky quotes in the book is and i can't remember the exact source or the you know off the top of my head what the exact stats were but there was like a really interesting number of men specifically who were super involved in domestic life prior to a baby being born and then children are brought into their family and they like stop doing things that they used to do because the default is 
you know, my wife is home, you know, she's not working, I'm working, I, you know, I, my time's more valuable because I'm being paid, like whatever that looks like. And so even the things they used to do, they like stop doing for some reason. It's like this phenomenon. Hmm. I cannot relate. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I think, you know, it's probably probably goes without saying that like you and I are not the types of people and I'm specifically not the type of person <laughs> that would let it get to the point that like some of these people are literally on the verge of divorce because what do they need their partner for if they're doing everything well yeah and that was there's a there's a phrase in there about like um like sh something about basically being single parents like but that are married you know what I mean? So it was like really quite interesting. Um, and like from, you know, obviously the feminist perspective, uh, I think, you know, I'm just really interested to learn more about it. But I think too, is so much of how, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the other partner, so not the she fault or the default partner or parent, um, so much about, you know, how they approach their domestic life is probably from the, like a lot from their upbringing. Mm -hmm. And so what I really like is this idea of, you know, raising uh, a checked in kid mm -hmm. who's gonna really have a, an understanding of, you know, no time is more valuable than, than the other, mm -hmm. you know, that there can be balance or fairness. Yeah. You know what I mean? Rather than it being like these like super stereotypical gender norms and gender roles. Yeah, like going back to saying, uh, what, what was it? Paid time is not more valuable. Mm -hmm. Well, it's all fine and dandy to go and get a uh, have a job and bring home money, but if bills aren't being paid, or um, you know the children are not taken care of, or whatever the other hundred tasks are yeah like literally like is uh i don't want to say is that sustainable but like is life gonna be able to move well wrinkled right and the problem is that you know that they really discussed in this book and in this this card deck is the idea of you know resentment builds because people feel like they're doing more than their fair share and with that being said, it doesn't mean that it's like a 50-50 split, right? Like everybody's life is going to be different and one partner is going to be able to take on more than the other partner. And then maybe even at some points you like swap cards or you swap tasks or you take on a few extra because... Well, it's even going to go up and down because there's going to be days where one can't do it, but it needs to get done. Mm -hmm. Therefore, somebody needs to pick up the... Yeah quote-unquote slack right and and i think you know to be able to have a conversation like that is like half the battle because my understanding you know as far as i've gotten into the book is that you know a lot of people don't even know how to start to have this conversation of being like hey here's all the shit i do and i need you to like start picking up you know pulling some some of your own weight here because otherwise i probably will leave because i hate your guts <laughs> like it's really like the cole's notes version of it right yeah because you can't help, I think, but feel resentful towards somebody who, you yeah, know... Goes, leaves the house, therefore somebody is at home taking care of the child. Or, or not. Anything. Or whatever the case is. And then said person comes home from work 
and then what just puts their feet up for the rest of the night well it's interesting i i one of the the sections that i was listening to as i was cooking dinner today was talking about how one of the main or uh, common themes is the idea of you know these partners will do the task but they have to be reminded or they have to be told how exactly it needs to be done or they have to be nagged about it to get done and so there's all of these things that create like a lot of really negative energy and emotion around the task being done mm -hmm. and it just you know everybody kind of becomes avoidant because of that sort of energy that happens but it was funny because the line was you know for to have a partner in in a relationship in your household that is supposed to be kind of like that person that you count on that they're also somebody who has to be reminded to do something who has to be praised when they do something like those sorts of things like that's that's child rearing mm -hmm. like literally oh, good job right so it's like imagine that you do that with like the literal children you have yeah. and then you also have to do that with your spouse yeah like ew <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. You sometimes you have to like remind me, hey, don't forget to, to do this. Yeah. But well, that's I don't ever like throw a fit to get something that's done. That's true. But I think like that's, that is a good thing, obviously, but I don't think really is the norm. Like I think a lot of people who, uh, at least the people that, that Rodsky interviewed, or researched with or what you know whatever she did uh that's not the case like they the people are struggling to have these conversations and i i mean i guess rightfully so because they've gotten to a point where they're so resentful that they're like questioning whether or not they can stay in in a marriage or in a relationship because of it yeah you know it's gotten to that point because they weren't able to have a conversation about it for whatever reason so I wanted to kind of like plant the seed on this one because we are going to do the fair play deck. Uh, not right now. So we're doing it live. How about you pick like 10 of them and let's see how many I do and let's see how many you do. Like just randomly pick, pick a, a stack. Why is this Come on. so tight? You can do it. Pardon. <laughs> Yeah, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I have eight. Okay. Eight cards. First card. Aging or ailing parent. Oh. Well, we're not really at that point yet. No. So let's put that aside, but it's probably going to be me. <laughs> well, I think it depends on whose parent it is, but. Okay. Uh, watching the kids. Well, okay, you're home all day. Right. With So, yes. Yeah. But when I get home, I watch them. Okay. Weekends, primarily, I watch them. Okay. So I watch them as much as I possibly can. Okay. So I would say us. Okay. That's an even card. All right. Okay. You're Like, you're doing a very large Because you're, like, smiling at me, like, I watch him. I need that point. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> Values and good deeds, kids. 100% me. You think you're going to be like teaching Colton, hey, let's go do this for people in need. Probably not. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a me. Uh, thank you, Notes. That's you. 
That's because I just like, I don't know. Because I mean, you don't care. No. But it does matter. Spirituality, we already discussed this in our wellness thing. I have none. <laughs> <laughs> Showing up and participating. Kids. I feel like I'm happy to say that you will be an active participant in that. I'll be his number one cheerleader. That's beautiful. I'm going to get you a skirt. And well, that would be us because you're going to be there too. Yeah. Partner coach. I'm not really sure what that means. Well, it doesn't say kids. Partner coach. We're going to have to look into what that one means. I don't know. Middle of the night comfort. That's you. <laughs> right now. Until he's old enough to say, I want dad. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's coming. I'm sure that's coming. So, out of eight cards. One, we don't know what it is. One, we don't know what it is. Two are both of us. Five, one, two, three, five are you and zero are me. And that is eight cards out of a hundred. Mm -hmm. So extrapolate that. Mm -hmm. It's not looking great for you, is it? Would you say I'm a bad spouse? I think you're a great spouse. I think you could use some improvement. <laughs> There's always room for improvement. Constructive criticism, <laughs> you dumb fuck. <laughs> All I'm saying is uh, I will become so exhausted that I cannot function, I think. Uh, which I think is a great time to start getting into this so that I don't get to that point. You know? I think, yeah. I think we've also had this discussion even before we had this. And just saying that as Colton grows older, he's going to have more extracurriculars. Mm -hmm. He's going to have school. He's going to have friends. He's going to have sports he's gonna have if he plays an instrument or mm -hmm. whatever it mm -hmm. is right he's gonna have things and you know obviously we can't do everything and some things are gonna fall behind mm -hmm. well the the idea here is that it's not about like you may not even use all 100 cards in the deck right because yeah. you may look at it and be like we don't do literally that ever and it's not important to us but the whole idea is that it allows you to prioritize the things that are important mm -hmm. and get things done and create the space for one for you know for each other for one another to like maintain your sense of self your sense of passion or your sense of you know hobbies or whatever because that's an important part of you know mm -hmm. who you are unique you, you know uniquely as a person so that's where we're at mm -hmm. so we'll go through the deck and we'll report back the with our findings deck. stay tuned well for that i wonder how many cards are in here a hundred i've said this three times clearly i don't listen if there a listening card put it on my pile <laughs> <laughs> All right. It doesn't even say on here. Where'd you? Oh, 102. Sorry. Maybe mm. that's the updated version. Mm. Anyway, if you're interested to learn about this situation or you have questions about it, I'm just getting into it. But I was highly recommend the book. I have loved listening to it. I think she's got. She's like a New Yorker. She got like a cool vibe. Um, and uh, you can go to fairplaylife.com. This is not sponsored. Eve Rotsky does not know I exist. Uh, although yeah. it'd be cool if she did. Uh, cause I think I, I'm a fan and maybe we could be friends. So anywho, call me. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. 
so I think, anyway, we did pretty good on this one, mm-hmm. considering it was another one where we had no idea what we were going to talk about. I feel like we're going to have many more of those. Well, we just keep rolling. Mm-hmm. Rolling down the river. Rolling. As my gal Tina would say. Rolling. Also a great cover by CCR, too, so. All right. All right. Anything? Oh, okay. (laughs) My back hurts. (laughs) My belt's too tight. My hips shake. You never did that. Oh, I guess you probably didn't do cheers in baseball. I mean, we did, but like. No, no, like these are like songs. You want to hear it? You got this. No. Go get them. No. My back aches, my belt's too tight, my hips shake from left to right, saying, mm, mm, bow, wow, Brandon's got the power, bang, bang, choo-choo train, let me see you rock that thing. No, I don't think I'd be able to swing the bat if I was up there <laughs> and you were singing that. In my defense, I, I did grow out of it. Uh, did you? A couple years ago, I stopped, yeah. <laughs> a couple years ago. <laughs> and it's going to come back around when Colton's playing. <laughs> All right. Well, go ice your back or whatever it is you need to do. And uh, I'll catch you at the same time next week. Okay. Maybe. If we could get it together earlier, that <laughs> would be ideal. But hey. And uh, also, before we go, I did want to, because this episode is going to be released on a very special day, give a birthday shout out to my sister. Mm-hmm. So, happy birthday, girl. Happy birthday. And we're done. Right here. Bye-bye. Peace out. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Raising Hail. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts so that you don't miss a minute of this literal debauchery. The intro to this podcast is made possible by our talented producer, Sydney Shamandel. You can learn more about working with them by visiting www.sydneyshamandel.ca. That's spelled S-Y-D-N-E-Y-S-U-M-A-N-D-L.ca. Our music, Stylish Sex Guitar, is provided by Audio Green via Audio Jungle. And hey, if you enjoyed listening, we'd appreciate a review or recommendation. The more, the merrier, we always say. Until next time.